This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And I have to say, I've got the giggles already because I know what's coming. We've got two awesome guests, and it's slightly different to our usual guests um, because they're my neighbours who live <laughs> upstairs in the flat above me. And um, for Property Jam, why, why did we invite them on the podcast, Joe? Well, well, so. Um, there's a little bit of history that relates to property between us two sets of people in the sense that they did um, a seven month loft conversion above my head that, you know, from those regular listeners who will remember back to summer 2020 was rather an ordeal for me living underneath. So we thought, you know, we've all moved on. The loft conversion is done. It looks beautiful. The renovation is complete and we are the best of friends now. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 we're now looking back on it with laughter and love, but we thought, wouldn't it be funny? Um, we were having drinks the other night, weren't we guys? And we thought, wouldn't it be funny if we brought them on the podcast to talk about the property pain that we all went through, because it wasn't just my pain, they went through it as well. So without further ado, let me introduce to you the gorgeous Katrina and Reed Hauser. Who are you? Hi. Hi, thanks for having us. I'm Katrina, and this is my husband. I'm Reed. <laughs> and yes, we're the so-loving neighbours from upstairs, um, who blessed Joanna with the last year of our renovation. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> oh, so funny. But what's funny is actually, well, coincidental, I suppose. You guys are actually in property yourselves, aren't you? You actually, you sort of sit in a slightly different position because you're not mm. the investors per se. You're the property managers and project managers. So yeah, talk us through like what you actually do. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, so I'm a property manager um, and I actually manage shopping centres and out of town retail parks. So you can imagine the last year has been an incredible year for me <laughs> in my job, public enemy number one. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's been a really interesting position to be in for the last year. And, and then you... Uh, so I'm a consultant project manager. I work for a company called Seven. Uh, we mostly focus on corporate real estate. So we do office fit outs and refurbishments. Um, I manage about uh, 30 million pounds worth of project currently um, over three sites from London to Newcastle. Humble and brag. Yeah. Uh, Why not? You're on a podcast. Go for it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've never been on a podcast before. I think we're we supposed to brag. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yes, you are. Yes, yeah. you are. This is your time, kind of, own it. Kind of add some credibility to it to just be neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and trying to justify your place on the Property Jam podcast. Exactly. Yeah. So very inadequate. Yeah. Well, he's, you've, he's been working, like building properties, been involved in that for a really long time, most of your life, actually. Yeah. So I grew up doing residential construction. Uh, I worked for a nonprofit house builder in the US for a long time uh, on site. And yeah. So, and, and been involved with this a little bit yeah you have like pretty full on actually right even right down to the finishing touches haven't you like it's been yeah 
And my history in it is just I really like Pinterest. And so I thought I could design a house. Sure. Why not? How <laughs> difficult could that be? <laughs> right? If anyone else can do it, why not? <laughs> so I basically was like designed it and then Reed was like, yes or no. And I was like, well, it's happening. Make it happen. And that's how the relationship was. Love it. Kind of most of the relationship, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, oh, uh... this is awesome. And then we just bring Joe into the mix, and then this is, oh. Well, what's the best way to get to know your neighbours than putting a hole in their ceiling? Did you put that, a hole? That in would it? do it. Was there a hole? <laughs> oh, there's there's a series of events which does involve a hole, but it doesn't it doesn't begin there. <laughs> well, actually, this is kind of what I was going to do to set the scene. I went back over our WhatsApp chat. Do you remember? No, no yeah, you didn't. I did. I did. And I was thinking like, because basically what happened was the works kind of started. Was it June, July or something like that or July? Well, we bought the place in at the end of Feb. Uh, 2019 and then we immediately started doing the demo sorry 2020 immediately started doing the demo demolition ourselves yeah so there was several weekends of um <laughs> terror horror. it was it was great um, for us because we could take out all of our lockdown frustration on demoing the house so we we, we literally started demolishing the walls on the 20th of march so great timing for us right at the start of lockdown um and so actually it was a good fun for us to get our, all our, our demolition and our stress and anxieties out on the walls. Um, mm. So that was March time. But then the actual construction didn't start until... Yeah, the hard demo, structural demolition started uh, in July, end of July. Because we should point out that this was not a small project at all. I mean, I'm literally talking the roof came off. There was no roof. It was literally just four walls. And those walls were barely standing because it was such an old period build. So these guys had such a huge task. So completely reconfiguring the entire lay layout, plus putting on a brand new structure, a roof structure. So it was an absolutely enormous project. And like, I remember we were like, oh, what? It'll be done by sort of, September-ish, October, worst case. Yeah, January, I think we were, we're still, we've only just really done the finishing touches. <laughs> kind of still doing some of the finishing touches. I know. <laughs> we were sanding all weekend. I'm sure Joe heard that. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't too bad. And I have to say, when you were doing the demolition, it wasn't too bad either. I think it was just the only time it just got really intense was when like the project actually started. So I thought for a giggle, we would go back over the WhatsApp because I'd been hold I'd been so well, like I'd been so calm, hadn't I? And so patient over the summer months. I just, I'd held it together. I hadn't even drawn anything to your attention. I'd got well acquainted with your scaffolders, with your contractors, with your electricians, with your plumbers, like- How, your how well acquainted? Let's not go down that road. And um, that's a separate story. And uh, yeah, and that, then I just, it got to the 1st of October and apparently according to WhatsApp, I fucking lost it. So I've just gone, hi guys, just dropping you both a message to update you on the persistent project issues that are causing disruption. As you know, I'm tolerant. And today I have coped with the multiple problems that have ensued from the works. But it's got to a point where my day-to-day -day work is being affected because of careless workman errors. Up until this point, I've taken the following disruptions on the chin. Are we ready? Let's go in. Banging height from heavy items being dropped inconsiderately, meaning my painters having to leave sight. Slamming the front door despite repeatedly asking the guys not to. My electrics being cut, which interrupted a podcast recording and meant I had to reschedule three further 
recordings that day until wiring was back in action. Yeah, you're right, that was Paul. Joyce crashing through hallway ceiling would have hit me had it happened five minutes earlier. So I nearly died, just putting it out there to the property jammers. Soot falling through my chimney as the lads upstairs did not have the foresight to block it when removing the chimney breast. This went all over my newly painted white room and disrupted an important Zoom call, which I had to reschedule. Two separate stains on my freshly painted bedroom ceiling from two spilt buckets. Why are full buckets on site with first floor works? My decorator has had to come back twice to rectify. All of the above I have just got on with and more recent issues are now really affecting my tolerance threshold as follows. Loud works with drilling and music blaring at the weekend out of hours in breach of our agreement. I was trying to enjoy getting ready for a dinner party with my mum. We never get to do this. Just a nice salt in the wound guilt trip there. But was disrupted, hence my call to you guys. Cracked coving in my front bedroom from heavy items being dropped at height again flagged but still unrepaired an overflowing toilet from a blockage by works upstairs which caused a flood through my flat and my shed having to be moved to access a manhole for rodding and required loud drilling on my pipeline <laughs> that's terrible feel and you know would enjoy that well, no, that's a benefit right that's a benefit <laughs> every cloud <laughs> manhole still exposed and works not sorted although toilet block resolved again took me away from work for three hours and stained my new paintwork my decorator sorted last night and today due to a burst pipeline upon removal of the toilet water came flooding through my toilet ceiling again all on my new paintwork and just generally drilling part of the job I know but with compound effect of everything else above plus having to reschedule meetings in and around the existing works I'm pretty over it and then it just goes on and on and actually now I'll finish it because this is quite funny Paul has been amazing we'll talk about Paul in a minute I'm quick to rectify issues in brackets grateful I was grateful, but it's the fact that these issues in the main are careless and unprofessional. I also have not had a word of apology from Alex, which as foreman should be paramount. Pretty shit, to be fair. If any, if any of my building teams operated like this, I'd remove them from the job. Look, I get on with you guys and have been more than accommodating with the scaffolders, allowing them to carry poles through my flat and being helpful to various teams who have been working on site. I even allow all of them to take breaks in my garden, eat, smoke and stretch out. But we are now at a point where their errors and behaviour are unacceptable and beyond disruptive would appreciate a chat this week to find a way forward. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How the hell are you still friends? <laughs> well, this is, this is um, at this point, I'd like to you know, pause Joe there and go over to Katrina and read and just say, okay, what was going through your head when you received that message? When was the date on that one? First of October, apparently, that one. So that was right when we became homeless. No. No? That's, when the was that? oh. That's the next month. All right. So it was a pretty stressful time. What was going through my head was about damn time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we nearly killed her. Um, and at this point, the roof is back on, at least. Yeah. And we didn't get an essay somehow during all like the really hard demo. And I can't believe it, it took so long it really for her to too. crack. No. It was uh, yeah, it was it was definitely like about time. This was a, this was probably our, our peak stress as well at the same time. So we were all feeling it. And um it was it was I think I burst into tears when I saw that. I didn't even read it yet. It was the fact that when I scrolled and then it went to the read more, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it never ends. And it, and as you heard, it didn't end for a long time. And so it was it Wasn't was like definitely either that message around the same time we sent sent it over to the contractor and he sent something back to us accidentally and like immediately deleted it off our WhatsApp group. But she saw it and it was like 
something else had gone wrong and it was no that was the whole so the the best part was was that That we never found out about any of the incidents through our contractors um we all only ever found them out through joe and the best one was i got like a message from alex and it was the picture of the hole in the ceiling and saying like him basically going I'm not paying for this I think he was just like working out with the the builders and the roofers and uh, but then it was instantly deleted and I just I just looked at Reed and I just went um I think that was a beam through the Joe's roof and we were like so I just had to message back and go sorry you just deleted that was that by any chance a hole in Joe's roof and then it took a while and Alex was like yes it, it, it was like typing typing deleting typing, typing. <laughs> and I was like right that's not great is it and so yeah that was the worst part was every time we find out about a problem it was only ever through Joe it was never through our contractors so every time we had to then call him up and go right here's another list of complaints what's going on and we were coming around to the flat every week um, and they were never telling us if it were going like so what's happened this week and they're like oh all fine little did we know we almost killed our neighbor we're just like great I think the worst part was is that Joe should have just wasted you shouldn't have redecorated your flat because we would have done it for free <laughs> I know this is the thing but that was the pro- so the thing was I was coming out from two angles because number one like you weren't there so you know I didn't want to trouble you and I knew how stressed you were I, I could I knew I could sense it and then there was the other side of it. It's just like, I'm in property. And I know just having cooperative neighbours when you're doing a big renovation just makes such a huge difference. So I was coming at it from a, I don't want to cause them. But then once it like got to like this crazy kind of like it, that compound effect of all of it, I was like, actually, you have a right to know what's going on. Because I thought you may have knew some of it, but not like all of it to the extent of it. Or they just kind of, you know, sugarcoated it a little bit. But actually, mm. you knew nothing. No, can I just point out that we were also always delivering care packages to Joanna throughout this whole experience. We weren't just letting it slide. <laughs> we weren't complete monsters. Every Not time she sent a message, she got a bottle of wine or a, a or a box of wine. Hamper. Or, I got hamper. hamper. I got jewelry from your mother. Your mother gave oh, yeah. me jewelry. Like mm. it was we spent about like eight thousand pounds in gifts on Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and for property jammers on my instagram account you, yeah, no, but, not including the paint no. <laughs> and the plastering and the rewiring and that yeah honestly but i did i stu- i stupidly got my flat redecorated because this is the thing at this at the same time this was like they were going through a really stressful refurb and then i was going through a separation and it was locked down so it was like there were all of these really difficult factors just and I just desperately needed a new sort of like I just needed the paint job done so this was all happening all at once (laughs) it was just like it was just a catalogue of chaos wasn't it Mm. but the thing was like we never fell out like not once like that never ever happened if if anything I just remember Katrina coming to my door and I opened the door and her eyes were like sort of saucers they were completely wide and I remember I was like come in just come and have a look she's like I want to see the damage and I just took her out and she just literally looked like she was going to cry at any minute I was like it's going to be fine it's all going to be okay just like glass half empty go for a walk you know get some fresh air I know you just ended up being the one comforting me in that situation (laughs) (laughs) that was right after we flooded your toilet for the second time was that right yeah, that's right. Yeah, that wasn't included in that list because that happened after that list. Uh-huh. So yeah, that was good. That was when the shit actually did float around my flat, which was a joy. It was a joy. Builder shit is what you want floating on your floors. <laughs> I, I still have not actually been inside of Joe's flat because I'm too scared. 
Yeah. <laughs> you might not come out alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we always invite her up into the safe place, which is our house. Yeah, totally. I'm like, yeah, the, literally, the work's been done. I'm just going to rinse it all day long. <laughs> it's lovely, honestly. I have to say, for seven months of torture for all parties, because it was, wasn't it? Mm. It looks absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. If anyone does want to see it, there's a little Hauser Renovations Instagram. Oh, yeah, Instagram. Yeah, Hauser <laughs> Renovations. Follow, give it a follow. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, awesome. just mentioned the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's wicked. Yeah, yeah no, um, my, my mom used to call me up every day and she was just like, so is your neighbor okay? And I was like, what about me? She's like, I don't really care about you. Is she okay? I'm like, fine, <laughs> I think. <laughs> we survived, didn't we? Wow. Yeah. The, the question we always ask everyone that comes on the podcast and there's that, that's what does the human side of property mean to you guys? Or what does it look like to you guys? Hmm. Well, in my line of work, our biggest thing is it's it's people. It's people, especially with me. I'm not managing properties. I'm managing people. And that's just something you've got to remember is that you're actually just working with other human beings. Um, because if you take that out of the equation, then it just it becomes heartless and soulless as well. But, you know, you've got to remember that I'm so like for me, I'm dealing with livelihoods. I'm dealing with people's. Um, businesses and so for me it's all it's all about people it's connecting with people it's, and it's working with people that that's it for me yeah I think it's a similar answer for me too actually uh it's probably an answer you get all the time is is it's about people these places that we are building or investing in are where people spend a huge amount of their time whether it be their house or their work, workspace and the quality of that that property has huge impact on, on people mm. um, and having a good quality space to work in, to live in makes a big difference. So I mean, we've put in a, you know, a lot of effort and, and thought into building this place that's going to you know, promote good lives really and healthy lifestyles and good sun and air quality and things like that. And it all kind of you know, goes into making a good space. Mm yeah amazing yeah it's really good actually it's cool because we were talking about this weren't we it's like because you know you guys want to move on to another project soon and it was thinking about how even the way that this was so much more painful in a way it was so much more human because it was your residential it was a project there's mm -hmm. no two ways about it and it brought all of your skills together but it was still very personal which made mm -hmm. it just so much more stressful. <laughs> so it was, it was definitely, so we both like separately always wanted to do a renovation. You know, we both separately before we even met each other, we both grew up knowing that we both wanted to build homes. It just so happened that when we got together, it was a joint like love for, for us to do. And then doing this place, I, I call it a bit of a love letter to the two of us. You know, it was our ability to flex our skills, flex our ability to do it. And, you know, mm. it was either going to go one of two ways. It was either going to be a huge success um, or it was going to be a massive flop and be the, the, the end of our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Well, I'm glad we don't know that's where the stakes were. <laughs> you didn't know that? Oh, I did. <laughs> I was, like, this was, this your, was this your first project together yeah. then? Together, yeah. Yeah, together. So yeah. it was it was a big, big, I mean, obviously, you know, everyone watches Grand Designs and all those home renovation shows and it is, 
don't get us wrong we went into it knowing that we knew it was going to be stressful but we also had that like but we'll be fine <laughs> absolutely thought no no we'll know better and uh, and you see it it can be it can be a huge stress on, on relationships and, and and everything else and so you know it's, it's terrifying to go into it but luckily we both knew what to expect and we were prepared a little bit and so it helped and and because it was a good success for us, we will want to do other ones. Joe, where are you moving next? Yeah, so Wandsworth kids. So uh, yeah, just, I'll make sure I'll get a ground floor uh, just so you can crack on. Do you really? know what? It's so funny. You laugh at this. I went to view a property on Saturday and they said to me, so I looked at it. I'd already decided I didn't want it anyway. But she said, oh, FYI, um, the upstairs flat are going to be doing a loft conversion. And they um, anticipate it'll be about 10 weeks work. I was like, right, see ya. Bye. <laughs> You're like, it won't nope. be. And I'm not having it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the nail in the coffin. We, I think we were told our project would take 12 weeks. Yeah. And uh, it did not. It's it still quite fun. <laughs> yeah, I guess being in the middle of lockdown, trying to do a renovation is going to be difficult. Yeah. It's really hard. But you know what? I mean, despite all the <clears throat> trauma, you know, and the drama and the frustration and the pain and the angst, like... You know, like we, it was, it was a really strange time, wasn't it? Because you know, for me in particular, it was, it was in a weird way. Despite the difficulties, was there was a nice group of guys doing the work, albeit you know making screw ups quite frequently. But they were quick to repair it, you know, and they were, they were actually really, really nice. Like you couldn't argue with it. Um, it was just, yeah, it was just frustrating. So there was never any bad blood. It was just long. <laughs> Well, somebody oh. asked us further down the street if we would recommend our builders and it was at that moment where we both just started, stood there and went um <laughs> <laughs> oh. they've learned some good lessons yeah <laughs> that was the thing we, we we found out I think we probably shouldn't have found out but we found out towards like the middle end it was they'd never done a renovation like this all in one go they'd done each part in separate builds but we were there first and we're like yes we can tell <laughs> <laughs> this <Thanks>. was evident <laughs> the yeah. end it was the, so, um, it was entertaining uh, would you use the builder on your own project again knowing what's happened uh probably not uh, you know sometimes Sometime. Mm. Well, I think no. well, you could cherry I, I, pick, right? There's probably think, one that you might yeah. use for certain services, like the plastering, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, now that I know like all the subcontractors uh, and built relationships with them, I would probably skip out the middleman and not use the product manager again. Uh, if I was going to to do this a bit more seriously, I would probably just sink some more more of my time into it. Uh, and invest it that way because it is kind of what I do on a day-to-day -day basis and he was I mean he ended up just paying it himself a laborer's wage on top of what he was doing to uh help out and like shift materials and stuff and it's like come on, what are you doing honestly I think uh, a low point for him was when like I'd kicked off I'd gone absolutely mental and said hey I can't believe you've not come downstairs and apologized to me mate and then Paul had a word with him and he ended up going out and buying me a bunch of flowers a bottle of Prosecco and a bucket to mop up the shit so literally and I just and he walked in he was all like oh, I've got your bucket I was like well mop then so I literally stood there and just watched him mop my flat I was just like what do you, do you expect me to clean up the shit I don't think so no mm -hmm. so yeah it was 
he wasn't the one. He, I think he ended up sort of having to turn his hand to so much, didn't he? Bless him. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he's such, a, he's such a nice guy. And it's, he is a nice guy. Absolutely nothing against him personally, but I think he probably gets walked over a bit um, by a lot of subbies and stuff. So, mm. I, I mean, the poor guy here deal with us too. And, I, I, you know, and Joanna. <laughs> and Joanna. Especially Joanna. Um, Marching upstairs. I mean, a huge, huge part of my job is to go toe to toe with contractors on a you know day to day basis and, and give them a really hard time about their costs and make them justify X, Y, and Z. And he was not really prepared for someone that you know does that for, for think, a day job. I think the unfortunate situation for him, which I had to keep reminding ourselves, is that they weren't expecting two people to know what they were doing, especially mm. not Reed, who does this as a career. So. They, um, if they had, if they were just with two, like a couple who'd never been in property before, never done a renovation before, never done any of this before, it probably would have been fine. But they had two people who were completely anal, who were coming in, just basically telling them, "No, that's wrong. Do it again." Mm-hmm. And then they, they didn't, they weren't expecting it. So we really kept them on their toes. Like we were really all over them all the time. Yeah. And I don't think that they were expecting that. And so actually, they ended up just going, "Well, fine. Every decision that needs to be made, you make it. We'll not even bother trying anymore. We're like, mm-hmm. fine. We're gonna work for us." Yeah. I mean, he hasn't come back for his retention money, so uh, I think. Has he not? No. <laughs> Yeah, probably knows better, I think. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. Well, actually, I think he does. So, um, yeah, no, but I think he's, yeah, I think that was Can very much. <laughs> no, I think that was very much of the moment. Um, yeah, I think he was just, because, you know, he'd see me in the morning, I'd come back from the gym and just be like, oh, I was listening to Property Jam the other day, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, just fix the hole in my roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny we um when we have guests on we ask them to ask us a question as well um keep the conversation interesting and unique so over to you guys um, okay, first. My, mine's a bit easier <laughs> okay, okay go go well, let's, let's eat that frog so katrina you go first uh-huh. no. <laughs> oh, okay. no he can go first we've got two questions oh i love okay. it so my, mine's really easy i think uh if you had a terrible neighbor doing a renovation right next to you, what would be the best item of a gift gift basket? What would get oh. you the most brownie points? That's a good question. It's good good market research. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Look at Niall. He's like, mm. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a pair of shoes, please. <laughs> What's I <size>? brand? <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I think um, for me, alcohol is always a winner. Yeah. Uh, I I and um, earmuffs. That would be a good thing. <laughs> or, or earplugs. <laughs> Very good. I think you have to have a good relationship with the in advance to, to give earmuffs. I think. Yeah. Um, I, I I agree with with the alcohol front. I, I think. Like there's a, I think a really good quality something, something that you wouldn't go out and buy yourself normally. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's just going down to little and getting them, um, you know, a bottle. Mm. So you're just booze, Matt? Is you just going pure booze? No, 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 no. no. I, I'm, what I, I really do like a hamper, where it's yeah. got quite a few goodies in it. Mm. Um, it's 
you know, if, you, if you listen to our episode last week, you'll you'll know that Niall and I are on a bit of a health kick. So the hamper that I really want is a hamper that I probably can't eat at the moment or moving forward. So um, there's that. Oh, um, being, gin and slim line tonic for you then. <laughs> yeah, a really a, a bottle of like really posh gin, um, mm. something interesting. A Hendrix, something nice. Uh, just like a gin hamper. Oh, a, a gin hamper. Yes. Um, I was going to say, or, or um, I, I love like really good quality you know, takeaway as well. So um, being sent, you know, a, a meal by surprise. I think that's might be quite a nice, you know, send a message. Don't, or, don't cook tonight. That's, mm. that's always quite nice. That's quite flirty. I'd, I'd find that a little bit like, you know, don't cook tonight. It's like, oh, like, I don't know. I'd find that a bit like boundary crossing. I'd be like, why are you doing like, <laughs> Yeah, but if, 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 if the message came him. from if the message came from Reed, you know, <laughs> with a kiss, <laughs> we would have sent the builders around. <laughs> oh God, yeah, we, that's a that's a whole different story. Oh my Lord, yeah, park that one. Uh, anything else, Matt? What would you have? Was that you? That's me for now. I'll create um, an Amazon wish list. <laughs> that's a good point, actually. Yeah. It's, it's difficult okay, to buy for other people, isn't like, it? Okay, that's a... I feel you should have done an Amazon wishlist, actually. We could have just been, like, buying your stuff off for yeah. seven months. Oh, can you imagine being that much of a bitch? Like, I just could never. Oh, my God. What a, what a diva. No, do you know what? I, I have to say, like, they were so... I Literally, I would open my front door and there would just be another bottle of wine. And not just any wine, like, wine that I loved. You know, there would be a Rioja, there'd be, like, a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. They really got my, like, the things that I love. And I got this incredible hamper um with like all these amazing treats treats for the cats you know um camembert it was so lush it was like biscuit assortments chocolate prosecco then I got flowers and then her mum turned up and got me jewelry and it was just like the, the discomfort of all of this sort of like apologetic gift giving was just amazing the one thing that was missing though guys and if you just maybe write this one down um was a, a massage I would have loved a massage if you just paid me to get out because I would have not had to deal with oh, I from one of us. <laughs> what? hang oh, on no, a second it's too, so a meal is too creepy but a massage is not, <laughs> not them giving me a massage oh my god can you imagine <laughs> I'll be run later Joe <laughs> setting up a massage table I've got my oil with me <laughs> <laughs> sending Paul down to give me a massage no thanks <laughs> no um no just like a little voucher or something just to go treat yourself get your nails done get a, like a spa day a spa, spa, spa day sure. spa mm. day be nice yeah. yeah yeah that's not a bad idea actually yeah right just to kind of like de-stress from that's the only thing why, why stop it a day oh yeah get rid of them for a week right oh unfortunately for you the renovation's done oh <laughs> there's a flat there's a flat upstairs here if you're interested in <laughs> taking on another one <laughs> so are, you, are you going to get to enjoy the the flat a bit before you sell and do another, the next one? Oh, we're not leaving this one i don't think oh, i'll ever sell it to be honest so, so your plan was you, this, this is now your forever home and you're going to go and develop and renovate other other houses and sell them it's um it's like our, our first home I wouldn't say it's our forever forever home um but mm. it's our first one uh to try this and then you know because we were really above and beyond unnecessarily so but our dream plan is to build from scratch I don't think we would ever want to do a flat renovation again just from the lessons we've learned and how difficult it is 
Um, it would be much rather build. I feel like building from the ground up would mm. be way easier than this. So just even when you think about like party wall agreements, where there's like there's like mm. not nine interested parties because it's flats on all sides and freehold and all this. Yeah, yeah. So it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nuts. Yeah, you don't expect that to be honest, and you really hope they're all nice. So, which you know goes in my original question: if you you know had to buy your neighbor a gift to hopefully get a party wall award over the line really quick, <laughs> it's it's clear clearly a massage, right? Yeah, massage <laughs> alcohol. I think that's where we're at. To a stranger. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I do I do surprisingly well. Party wall agreements work surprisingly well. Just going around with yeah, having a cup of tea and biscuits. Mm. yeah it's a human connection isn't it yeah. I mean and actually I have to say you, you were quite fortunate weren't you I mean we're pretty pretty chilled on either side um mm. yeah mm. Not, not not too but I mean I know there were there were a couple of challenges with one said person but like yeah in the main it was it could have gone it could have been a lot worse couldn't it given the amount of objections mm. you could have had um, yeah. yeah no yeah. definitely yeah. yeah we did and we didn't we actually never planned or prepared because neither of us are like used to party wall agreements this is new to both of us mm. and so we hadn't really planned for or prepared for it and it ultimately actually delayed our project about three months yeah which we were just we were never expect we thought it would only take three months and it ended up delaying us by three months so we were like oh god we were not prepared for mm. that at all and we also were not prepared for the potential cost of it either so that was like hadn't even started and we'd already over budget yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's because that's the thing you foot the bill don't you when it's your project that's the that's a lot a lot of people don't realize that yeah yeah, mm. yeah. how many surveyors did you have just two luckily mm. he was a good guy like the guy that i met was really cool um, yeah mo most people consented only one person consented and wanted to use their own surveyor yeah. although he, he he was a bit of a, a bit mischievous and tried to tell all the neighbors that they should all descend and use his surveyor I didn't know that. Yeah. And say, saying it, it wouldn't cost any more money. And I was like, uh, so, scandal. Yeah. So when we, when we told the, the neighbors that he was trying to do that and explain to them the legal process and what their rights are and that we would, you know, do a schedule condition and all this stuff anyways, and we're already using surveyor, uh, half of them just consented and didn't even, didn't even want to go through a full award. Just went, to, we just did a schedule condition. So. Yeah. Uh, that's cheeky. That is so cheeky. Mm. Oh. What a bugger. Mm. What was your question, Katrina? <laughs> so what are the worst or best neighbours you've ever had? <laughs> Speaking of great neighbours. <laughs> I think I've actually been quite fortunate in the main with neighbours. Do you even know your neighbours? Because you're in like a... Yeah, so actually, because I've been here for so long now, I actually yeah. do know there there are like four flats quite close to me on, on this particular floor of the building. Mm. Um, and I know all four of them. Um, but the one that's closest to us is uh, a bit temperamental. So if the music is ever up any way too loud, if it's just like for a split second where you're watching a movie and suddenly it's just a blast of sound comes out for five seconds, We'll get a knock on the door to turn the music down. Oh, and that's yeah. that's how pedantic they are. But apart from that, don't hear from any of our neighbours. They are pretty decent in the main. I haven't had any bad experiences actually, which is odd. Because I've lived in a lot of places. So, how many do you, do you, so do you think maybe you're the bad neighbour? 
that's a quite pretend, that's quite possible. You either are the bad neighbor or you have bad neighbors. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're the ones with the parties and the live music. <laughs> and the hot tubs. And the hot tubs. How many massages have you had to give away? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very selective with those massages. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I've just got images of you knocking on your neighbor's door with like baby oil and a towel and just be like, Do you have a table? <laughs> Sorry, I don't. It was the music again. I'm, I'm having a party tonight. Shall I? <laughs> Can we just get, get this out of the way first? <laughs> do you know what? Actually, going back to the first question, that could be a good thing to do for your neighbors downstairs is put them in a hotel for a weekend or something for they're away from the noise we, we did think about that actually legitimately especially when we were under some time pressures to get some things done we almost put joe out so we could do some weekend work and just get on with life <laughs> i do remember you actually saying that to me and i think um yeah i think i think katrina might have mentioned it like incidentally or something but i think we just yeah I, we just cracked on didn't we it was just yeah you have to be careful because if there was somebody speeding things up <laughs> then the potential for things falling through your ceiling might have increased as well <laughs> yeah, might have come back true, with multiple true. holes <laughs> yeah oh god the nightmare joe's holes joe's holes constant nightmare <laughs> <laughs> getting uh, okay. in trouble <laughs> you know, have, you, have you noticed how um how um uh, katrina and reed have been calling you joanna the whole time very politely yeah, and all of a sudden you know um Start yeah. calling you Joe. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were introduced, and so she's in my phone as Joanna neighbor. So anytime I would ever see that come up, I would it would like anxiety would come even to to date. If I get a message from Joanna, I'm so I'm like oh my god because I remember putting on like the dishwasher for the first time, and I actually sat there in front of the dishwasher for about ten minutes. And then I saw like some water and I full on freaked out. Reed ripped open the cabinet and it turned out it was just a drop of water from the sink onto the floor, just from a wet like towel. And I was like, okay, I need to calm down. But anytime I turn anything on, I sort of stand for a second and I just wait. Am I going to hear from Joanna neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, they always check in first, like, oh, we've just run this for the first time. Is everything all right? Are you all okay? Like whatever. And the thing is like, we, we got absolutely hammered the other night, didn't we? So we had dinner together last Saturday and, you know, it was all very civilised. It was all lovely, you know, wine mm. and whatever. And then it was probably about three or four bottles deep. And then we took it to the garden and we were having like cigars and whiskey and it was lovely. And then we got into this really deep and meaningful. It was just like, we owe you. I'm like, you don't owe me. Yeah. Okay. They're like, no, you were so good. I'm like, no, it's just, you know, I just don't worry we about it. We couldn't do this without you, Joe. <laughs> very emotional. And this is how we ended up on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you should come on the podcast we should we should just do it it's emotional oh it's so funny so funny but yeah no it's like they're absolute pleasure like if you're going to pick your neighbors these are the two to have like you know lock immersion aside they have good value and then and, and then you go and leave them i know then i go and leave. well you're gonna see them on my birthday they're coming out on the 27th so um mm, yeah. awesome yeah so we're all gonna get drunk together which is gonna be amazing amazing yeah going to be amazing Excellent. i'm going to think of my sorrows so karen matt so what, what's your um neighbors oh um experienced neighbors i think it's been quite uh positive I, I don't recall any major issues with neighbors um we had good neighbors as kids growing up that we were in a little village and not where everybody knows your name or what's going on but they had a very good um kind of 
ethos there was always a village pantomime every year there was like like um yeah amateur dramatics safari suppers lots of alcohol and um this is, yeah this is when i was a kid so um the parents all got together which meant all the kids got together quite a lot so um my experience of growing up was that the neighbors were nice and were good um uh, moving here just before lockdown um, i think was quite good because it meant that people were were talking to others um a lot more than maybe they might have done um and so we got to know a couple of people on our streets um the neighbors next to us which have who have now moved out um and then the ones next to them and the ones over the road and the other one the other one over the road um and uh, they're all, all really lovely um which is good um, although there are there are a few houses which i think are a bit dodgy um opposite when you do get the odd um odd shouting match but on the whole it's yeah re really nice in fact in fact um, we went for a walk the other day um down the high street in worthing popped down a little alleyway and um and uh, my sister who lives also here um, t t told us about this little um, like art shop that's um, we'll an arts and crafts kind of creative hub um, for kids and adults to kind of go and you know, let loose um, with their creative side. And um, Naomi came back and was like, oh, we've got to take all the kids there and, you know, it'll be really cool. And then I was just chatting to my neighbour two doors down. And she was like, yeah, I'm just moving back into the studio or this. I was like, oh, so, so what is it you actually do then? It's like, oh, I've got a creative arts hub, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so actually, yeah, this, this um, studio in town is actually run by our neighbour. So it's a very, very cool, very small world. Lots of small businesses. And uh, yeah, it's a really cool um, little uh, seafront as well. Oh, yeah. So far, very pleasant neighbour experiences. Yeah, I'd say so. Company excluded. You're... Yeah. <laughs> no, see, I don't think... Honestly, like, like I said, drama aside, like, honestly, you couldn't ask for better neighbours than you two. You're freaking fantastic. But it's like, um, I'm just trying to think. Like, I have, remember living in Fulham and I had this one guy who just used to, he was obsessed with the drains and the bins, like obsessed, and would knock on my door frequently to tell me that my drains needed clearing. And, like, I'd clear them, but it was never quite good enough. Like, he'd always be like, oh, it's still a problem. And, like, if he'd walk past with his children or his dog, he'd be like, drains. Drains. And I was like, really? Like, Are you sure really you're talking about your building drains? I don't know. Like at, at one point, you know, you're sort of like looking down, going, is, is, is what is he talking about? Um, well, I'm trying to think what else I've had. Oh yeah. Um, I had this one guy who lived above oh Colin, fucking hell, Colin. So <laughs> Colin, um, he used to wear corduroy trousers and like was like massively underweight, like was vegan and just kind of like lived on a lentil, I think. And he was this, this, an eternal bachelor. He didn't know how to weigh his um his lentils. He, he did That's he, probably it. Yeah. I mean going back to last week's episode, yeah. Um he he definitely was in the same camp as you, completely under eating. And um he he would he would knock on my door and just start a conversation about I don't know like absolutely nothing at all but pretend it was like a shared interest or a common thing with the with the flat because it was a, a leasehold um and then he would sort of like invite you upstairs and like walk you around his flat which by the way was smaller than a matchbox it was a studio flat and like you know I'm talking bed fold out the wall kind of vibe like which was mine downstairs as well 
And then we'd just kind of stand there walking you through his carpentry exercises and do all the really strangely bore you with history of like, you know, whichever world war he was talking about. And you just wanted to be really polite. And he'd offered to make you a cup of tea, but you literally couldn't move around in his kitchen. It's all very strange. He did this a few times. I wasn't quite sure if he was just trying to bond as a neighbor or he would just knock on his door, my door for no reason is what I'm saying. And then he decided to do renovation works. And I'm not joking, my hallway ceiling caved in. And I was like, yeah. So I had previous before you guys even, you know. And Thinking of the common denominator here and it wasn't us. It wasn't you. <laughs> I just seemed to attract this sort of thing. So yeah. yeah well, it's false. But, it's your fault, Joe. Just, yeah, it's, okay. it's come all back to you, Joe. That missed me by seconds. I'd just come out of my kitchen and I'd walked through um, the hallway and then my hallway ceiling and my bathroom ceiling like completely collapsed. And like there'd been a, a leak upstairs where he'd left something running where he was doing these renovation works. And yeah, I moved out about two weeks afterwards. I was just like creepy Colin and his terrible renovations. Like I have to leave, like I have to go. Oh God. Um, yeah, horrendous, absolutely horrendous. But other than that, I think neighbors in the main, I had a couple of weird people I lived next door to in Spain. They used to just kind of leave cockroaches outside my door. That was a bit strange. Um, yeah, that was a bit weird. So on, on, on that note, I think we should um, start, start to wrap up um, <laughs> today's episode. Um, actually, actually, we, we showed you the episode with that. Yeah, we got time. Shall Let's we do, do one three. one speed? Let's round. do oh, two. One me. each. We'll that's do one me. each. One each. Okay, so I so guys, I'm going to scroll through our previous episodes, and you should stop at any point, and then just give us your opinion on that particular topic. Um, so we can do one each if you like. So maybe if Katrina, if you want to go first and then okay. read second. So I'm scrolling. Stop. <laughs> well, it just stopped on builders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to cut this part out of the episode too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, shall, shall we try another one? I'll, I'll scroll again. <laughs> builders is fine. Love them, can't live with them, can't live without them. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. perfect. Make you laugh, make you cry. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, uh, so I'll scroll again. Stop. The episode 17, Guilty Pleasures. Oh, it's my favourite. Other than always covered this as well. It's the, the, the massage. Yeah. The massage, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Giving them. But not to me. neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty pleasures. Yeah. Guilty pleasures. Related yeah. to property? Mm, maybe. Yeah, can be. Can be. So th th this episode was talking about, um, you know, obviously you, you do property, you make money, and then um, you know, feeling, do you feel guilty to then go and spend it? Or do you oh. go out and, and you're quite happy to go and get a Lamborghini or go and fly first class? And you know, some people are more frugal than others. So if you were to, you know, when you do your next renovation or build your, you know, build a house and you make some money, what would you do? Your guilty pleasures. Um, she knows. Look at her face. No, I just like, don't think about it too hard. It's a really hard. It's a really hard, really personal question. <laughs> <laughs> this is the human human side of what, property, right what, here. What did she get the easy one? <laughs> um, guilty pleasures. Uh, what, do you, what do you love to do? What's what's what floats your boat apart from? Okay, I guess if, if it's not property related, and if I was gonna sink some like, it probably was not even that much money, but like. I'd probably buy a bunch of like Dungeons and Dragons shit because that's like my big like nerdy hobby on the weekends that I play like once a week. 
Awesome. There we go. I buy like some fancy ass dice or something. Like nice. Um, a gold yeah. dice or something like that. Yeah, like some straight up gold dice. <laughs> ro- ro- rolling, rolling really hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. There we go. Enjoyed that. Brilliant. My well, related one was gonna be way weirder. So I'm. I'm oh come on! Don't dangle that camera. with that. Nice. All right, like something like high aspirations for like my next house and definitely weird guilty private thing is a poop room. A what? Like an is it just got a toilet? Yeah, like a toilet, but only in its own concealed room that has a door on just like the toilet, like a cubicle in your house, a poop room. So wait, 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 wait. So if you go in that room, everyone knows you're going for a shit. Like everyone no, knows. No, but it's like inside your master bathroom. Oh, okay. You okay. see them all over the place in America. It's like how you know you made it is you've got a poop room. Sure. So like your spouse doesn't even have to see you poop. So it's, it's, it's a room within a room. Yeah. You just got a private, toilet's on its own. You just got a private poop room inside of your toilet. Look at her face. Yeah, just, it like, sounds, sounds like um, uh, yeah, just an extra door, isn't it? Really? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's, 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 a sound, it's a soundproof box. You, exactly. You got enough space and money where you can justify putting in a like private bathroom inside your bathroom inside your master suite. Oh my god, it's like a Russian doll of toilets. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> But what uh, if you wanted to um, wee in there? It'd be pointless, wouldn't it? Like, you'd... No, it's, it's just fine. a toilet. It's just a toilet. You uh, can do just, whatever you want. Just a little, little peaceful, quiet space to yeah. do your business. God, how rough is your life? Yeah. Yeah. That is what I was going to say, you like, yeah, got gold dice and, a, and um, yeah, a couple of stud walls. He'd be in his poop room rolling his dice. Happy. Just be like, yeah. <laughs> 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 we, we, maybe the toilet can be made out of gold too. I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> it's the little things, things in life, really. It's a Japanese toilet. Yeah. Oh, they scare me. Uh, they feel like they're wildly out you. of control. <laughs> Be like, <Yeah>. whoop. <laughs> you didn't see, talks to you, and keeps you company in that little secluded room. Okay. You know what? Read you a bedtime story. A heated seat sometimes would go down really Oh, nicely. that. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's next level. I love that. But you don't want your wife, like, standing next to you, brushing her teeth, like, while you're trying to enjoy your warm seat. And that's all I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brush her teeth when he's on the toilet. Yeah, it's just yeah. love. <laughs> well, um, I think I think we're drawing to a close there. I don't know how to start that. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much, uh, Katrina and Reed, for joining us um, today and sharing so much insight into Joe's um, life. <laughs> and, okay. and some, it was and quite PG. <laughs> and some key uh, non-learnings uh, along the way. So I say thank you very much. And it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from us. Thank you.